Welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. I'm your host, Jason Thayer. Each week, I look at topics related to Catholicism, autism advocacy, and pop culture. This week, I'm continuing with Autism Acceptance Month with week two. So last week, we looked at Autism Speaks, and I explained why it's not a good organization to support. Now, we're going to flip the script. And we're going to talk about an organization you should be supporting. ASAN, A-S-A-N, the Autism Self-Advocacy Network. So, what is ASAN? The letters in ASAN stand for Autism Self-Advocacy Network. Unlike Autism Speaks, which I covered last week, ASAN is run by and for autistic adults. They provide community organization, self-advocacy support, and public policy advocacy and education for autism. They have at least 25 chapters in America and Canada, as well as Australia. So they've been... So they've got... Chapters all over the place. I've I've even got a friend of mine who used to be in a chapter in California, but he moved to another city and they don't have a chapter there, so he's not available so he's not able to continue his work with that particular chapter. And they have two found and they have two co-founders. Ari Daniel Naiman, I think is how you pronounce his name. I was never given a pronunciation in Wikipedia. Sometimes they give you pronunciation, so I don't know how to do how to pronounce his name. So I'll just be referring to him by his first name because I know how to pronounce that one. And their current president, who is Julia Bascom. So we'll be talking about both of them individually. But first we'll talk about Ari. Hassan was founded by Ari Daniel Naiman in 2006. In 2009, Barack Obama appointed him as the head of the National Council on Disability. He was the first autistic person to serve on that council and served two terms. And he is currently a consultant to the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. So let's talk about his life. He is of American-Israeli descent and from... East Brunswick, New Jersey. He was diagnosed autistic at an early age, and because he was bullied as a child, he struggled with anxiety and self-harm. He did a lot of stimming back in the day. You might still see him doing some, if you ever see him, you might still see him doing hand flapping and things like that. When he went to high school, he felt more like it was a daycare center for autistic people, I mean, for disabled students, and didn't challenge them. Now, I'm someone who has been around the block in special ed classes, and I've seen some good ones, and I've seen some bad ones, and I can say that, yes, there are some special ed programs that feel more like a daycare center than than one that actually 
tries to teach the children things. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you should, I mean, that every disabled person can be treated like normal children. I mean, I'm one of the lucky ones. I actually got mainstreamed. Not every student can is cut out for that. But we should at least try to see them for what they for who they are and try to figure out how to shape them with their talents and the difficulties that they have. He was eventually mainstreamed, but he said that what I think, and this is a quote, what I think is most frustrating to me is that for many students, that kind of message is absorbed. The idea that they are inferior is absorbed, and that can be very damaging because it really puts a limit on a person, on people's potential. That's what's known as the self-fulfilling prophecy. The idea that people will tell you things enough and, well, let me put it this way. I watched a cartoon called Tailspin. And um, there's a scene where the main character, Baloo, is just saying he's got the best life ever because he's got no responsibilities or anything like that. And uh, his, his friend Louie says to him, yeah, you keep telling yourself that because you're going to believe it. And that's how self-fulfilling prophecy works. They keep telling you the same thing over and over, and eventually it's drilled into your head, and you start to believe it as truth. You start to believe that you are not able to do, I mean, to live up to your potential, and you wind up having no potential, and you just wind up just coasting along in special ed classes and not getting any opportunities. So after he graduated, he founded the Autism Self-Advocacy Network and attended the University of Maryland in Baltimore County. He joined the Alpha Epsilon Pi fraternity, and he graduated with a bachelor's in political science. And that was just the beginning of his work. So let's talk more about that. Ari worked for a total ban on aversives, restricting restraint to emergencies only and many other recommendations. Hassan has criticized Autism Speaks' efforts for a cure for autism. He believes that they are morally complicit in the recent murders of autistic children. He was an advocate for expanding access to employment support, fostering greater educational inclusion for youth on the autism spectrum, and strengthening rights protection across the lifespan. He led a campaign in Washington State against a bus ad that advocated wiping out autism. That's right, there was a bus ad in Seattle, Washington that had, in big letters, wipe out autism. In addition to Barack Obama, Naaman has also advised Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren on development of their disability plans. These were all included in their presidential campaigns. Now, none of these three people won, but the fact that he helped them put them into their plans, I think that says something. Especially when you consider the fact that our incumbent president, I almost said incompetent president, I guess that would have worked too, had no plan whatsoever. He supported a ban on the, elect on the electroshock devices at the JRC in 2020 that I talked about last week. 
Now, during the pandemic last year, he advocated for the rights of disabled people to receive necessary services, including drugs and treatment, and arguing for ventilators for disabled people. He urged states to allow early refills on prescriptions. Naaman has actually stepped down from director of Assan in 2017 and is currently replaced by Julia Bascom. And I'm going to talk about her next. All right, now let's talk about, before we talk about, um, Yeah, okay, sorry, I was looking at my script and got sidetracked. All right, Julia Bascom worked on the New Hampshire State Developmental Disabilities Council and also serves on the boards of Advanced Class Inc. Incorporated and the Centura Corp. Please ignore the storm that's going on in the background there, folks. and the National Advisory Council on Disability. She is the person Sesame Street's autistic Muppet, Julia, is named after. Remember what I said, that Sesame Street actually worked with both Asan and Autism Speaks until Autism Speaks started giving them more money than Asan could match, and eventually they went with Asan instead. She also founded the Loud Hands Project. This is a project that is publishes an anthology of essays written by autistic people. It's called Loud Hands because often when autistic children are stimming, they will be told, quiet hands, which means they don't want to see their hands flapping. That is actually, stimming is actually very important for autistic people. It helps them to stay focused. It helps them to regulate themselves when they are presented with an intensely social situation. Some of them really can't handle it, and they need some way to unwind, like me. And that's why, for a while, fidget spinners became so popular. And there are people who don't like the idea that, that the fidget, fidget spinners became normalized as a result of that. I personally like that, because it gave more attention to the need for stimming. Because actually, that's something that we all do at some point. It's just autistic people seem to actually need it more than neurotypical people. Now, some of the other activities. On March 1st, every year, Asan holds the Day of Mourning in, in remembrance of disabled people that were murdered by their caregivers. I've, when I first got into advocating for autism, I actually did watch one of these broadcasts online for the Day of Mourning, and it was rough. They actually they name all the people who died the previous year. Sometimes they even go back further years than the last year. And they name the person, and they tell you what they were diagnosed with and what they died from. Some of them have even some of them even committed suicide. And every year they counter protest lighted up blue. They work in changing the um 
Kevin and Avanti's Law, which eventually, which actually was not passed at first because they couldn't get the language to change, but they eventually changed it to include language against abuse and restriction of rights and justification of restraint and seclusion. That is a bill that was being passed for children who are autistic who tend to wander so that they would be more correctly accommodated for when they wander around. This wasn't to, to say that they're that we should allow them to roam free. This was just to make sure that they're protected. And in 2017, some of you may have wondered why I didn't talk about William Shatner and his support of Autism Speaks when I talked about Sia and her movie Music last season. That's because, personally, I'm not surprised by William Shatner's attitude. He's had kind of a reputation for being kind of a jerk, to put it kindly. So the fact that he supported, so he went and supported, so what happened here is he also supported Autism Speaks, and some activists came after him, and he didn't, he not only didn't back down, he doubled down. He even went so far as to call autistic people savages. And it's just another example of why, in my opinion, when I'm asked who my favorite Star Trek captain is, I usually say either Picard or Janeway. Because at least Patrick Stewart is a nice person. So they spoke out against his actions toward autistic people. Um, some other activities I've seen that I know about that they were involved in. I talked about this last season, the Disney Pixar Spark short that you can watch on Disney Plus called Loop, which has an which is a story about a neurotypical child who takes a neurodivergent child on a canoe trip and the neurodivergent child the autistic child is also nonverbal, and he has to learn to accommodate for her inability to speak. And if you haven't seen Loop, I recommend it. It's a very, it's only runs about nine minutes, and it's a very sweet cartoon. One of the best Spark Shorts. I've actually seen quite a few of the Spark Shorts. I haven't watched all of them, but that's one of my favorite ones. So there you have it, Asan, an organization you should support. So next week, I'm beginning a new series that I'm calling... Profiles in Autism, and the idea behind that is I'm going to be talking about different autistic people, both in history and currently doing stuff. And I decided to, st because next week Earth Day is coming, so I thought I'd talk about environmentalist activist and former time person of the year, in fact the youngest person to ever get that honor, 
Greta Thunberg. And this has been the Catholic Spectrum. You can contact me on Facebook as Jason Thayer and on Amino as Radical Edward. You can email me at radicaledwardjwt at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, wherever you can find podcasts, even on Podcast Addict, I found out. Please share this podcast and write a review. And remember, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around.